0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Victory Couch. We are dropping in today for another bonus episode. Yay!
1: It's a good one too.
0: And if you didn't know, my name is Julie Rando.
1: I'm Rick Rando. And
0: welcome to the Victory Couch, guys. Victory Couch time. We, as you know, are all back to school and all that fun stuff. But for those of you planning fall trips or spring trips or trips for next summer, or if you are seasoned Disney people or you first timers, we're going to get into a bunch, aren't we?
1: Yes, we are. It is the Disney episode, maybe one of several, I think, because it's Disney and we could talk a long time about Disney. Yes.
0: So we're going to see how this goes.
1: Yeah. So first things first, welcome. We're glad you're here. Julie's on the right side of the couch. Mm -hmm. I'm on the left side of the couch. And with Disney, we are a little bit split about Mm -hmm. what we enjoy, what we like, what speaks to us. But we do have a long history with the Disney parks. And Jules, why don't you explain a little bit of that, just so people have some background of where we come from and why we do Disney.
0: Okay. I'm going to let you get into the detailed, but I'll just start with my personal journey and then how that merged. How about that? Yes. So in my upbringing, I was fortunate to get to go to Disney two different times. I got to go for my very first time in 1986, and then I went again in 1989. The, my most memorable things were things like going to the water park, which is something you don't often do. I went to Typhoon <laughs> Lagoon as a kid and my mom fell in love with it and snorkeling and the wave pool and all the fun stuff there. So I have lots of memories of some things that aren't the norm to you right. <laughs> from when I was a little kid. And then my, you know, like I said, I went in 86 and 89. I did not go again until when I met my then, boyfriend who I went to Disney with, and you're gonna have to help me. 03 or oh, four, maybe Something somewhere like in there. Yeah, um, and I've been many, many, many times since then. So, um, I married a Disney addict, <laughs> is basically what happened. And that's horrible, it wasn't in the ad. I mean, I knew you liked Disney, but to the extent that it is, I did not realize the level until probably our engaged years and beyond. So, yeah, Disney has connected us in, in ways. Um, one of our stories, I guess I'll just share the, the most important one, we got engaged in Epcot in 2005, specifically the Coral Reef Restaurant. Yes. And, yeah, our I mean, we've had lots of things. Our son got his first haircut in Disney, his first official haircut, um, you know, We just think of our kids walking around and, and what it was like when we were dating and going there and then engaged there and then, of course, married there. And then we've done, I think, one trip without our kids, maybe two, since we've had children. I know one for sure. But anyhow, yeah, Disney, it's woven into a lot. For me, those of you who have listened, I love the Disney movies. I love the storytelling and the characters. I do not enjoy waiting in line. I do not enjoy (laughs) sitting in a super hot line for things that I've already done before in life. Um, My husband views things a little differently. So, yeah, you're definitely going to get right side of the couch and left side of the couch on these episodes, guys.
1: Yes. So my uh, affinity for Disney started at a very young age. So I was lucky. My mom was friends with a teacher and she taught with this particular teacher for many, many years and this particular teacher retired, moved to Disney, or right outside of Disney, where uh, Animal Kingdom is, and she lives lived in Florida, and so we would go down every June and stay with that particular family. We had it pretty nice because mm-hmm. they would come pick us up at the airport. They had an extra car, mm-hmm. um, so they would just give us the car. So we we would either drive down. Okay, let me back up. When we were younger, we we drove all the time, and then. I won a golf tournament when I was 14, and we got airfare, you know, for me and, and one guest. So we flew down for the very first time, and since we flew, we were like, okay, we're not going to drive anymore because it was right. just more convenient. So we just had to save more cans. We had to crush cans. I don't know if you guys had to do that, but I had to do that to save money for vacation, and we had to do a lot more of that to pay for the airfare. So, um, So anyway, they would pick us up, or, you know, we would have a vehicle down there. We had a place to stay, and we would leave the park in some cases, come and eat lunch, mm-hmm. and then go back to save money on food. So we, I, I've been to Disney a lot, um, and like I said, very fortunate to be able to go down and have a place to stay five minutes, literally five minutes from um, one of the theme parks, Animal Kingdom. So, yeah, big Disney fan for me, and, uh, yeah, I just I love the parks. I think being in the parks, especially – at night. I think the parks at night are just magical for me personally. So, um, yeah, it's good stuff.
0: So just to be clear, listeners, we will be diving into mostly Walt Disney World in Florida. I know we have lots of international listeners. Um, so just to be clear, we'll talk a ton about the four parks in Walt Disney World, Florida. And I think we're going to dive a little bit into Disneyland in California as well.
1: Yes, yes. Yes. So we're primarily, so we live on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So um, we are Disney World people. However, we've been to Disneyland a handful of mm-hmm. times. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But um, so the, f- the first thing to, to sort of break down this animal that is Disney <laughs> World, we've decided to do things uh, a little bit different. And um, if you had a limited amount of time and you only had maybe, let's say, eight hours, 10 hours, one day in this particular park what would what would we do or what would i do and so i think i'm gonna go first um magic kingdom opened on october 1st 1971 and it was the first of the florida theme parks to uh to come online if you will and a lot of opening day attractions are still around actually uh even to this day now depending on when you listen to this Disney's always changing. It's always evolving. They're always adding new things. And I think that's one of the reasons why I enjoy going, because there's always something new to see. It's tradition in our family is is when you you go in, you take your picture by the castle very quickly. We go left uh, to Adventureland and we go to Pirates of the Caribbean. So that's one of my favorite rides uh, and attractions um so essentially you're you're going through and pirates animatronic pirates are trying to you know uh harass the townspeople and you know it's 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 very whimsical and tongue in cheek because pirates in real life were very nasty people <laughs> i mean it was it was they were not singing songs and holding hands and things like that um and uh Mr. Johnny Depp himself makes an appearance uh which a lot of Disney fans either love or hate. However, I I enjoy mm-hmm. Mr. Depp in there, Johnny Depp, uh, or Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, so then uh, we go. Usually we come out, we make a left, and uh, that goes a little deeper into Adventureland, where we can ride Thunder Mountain, which is a uh, an outdoor roller coaster. It is uh, it's pretty good. I like that one. That's that's one yeah, of I favorites. can do that one. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, even Grandma can do mm-hmm. Thunder Mountain. So uh, it's just it's good. It's it's a runaway railroad, you know? uh, So it's, it's, it's cool. Um, And then uh, usually, you know, we zip uh, up to uh, the Haunted Mansion, which Haunted Mansion is one of my absolute favorite rides. Uh, One, it's inside. And depending on when you go to Florida, it could be as hot as the sun there. um, Or you just need to sit down for a little bit because you've been doing a lot of walking. Uh, And the, and two, it's, Again, it's the merging of two ideas. So it's not like a haunted house. A haunted house is all scary stuff, um, and it's not a, uh, you know, like a like people jumping out at you and trying to scare you, things like that. It's a, it's a, it's a ride that combines again, kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean, something that can be scary but also something that is tongue in cheek. You know, like for example, you're going through, and you start. in, in, in a hallway and there's like a seance going on, uh, with the crystal ball with Madame Leota. And then you go and start seeing, uh, through visual effects, you know, ghosts and they're doing, doing things, dancing and, and eating and blowing out birthday candles and stuff. And then you go into the graveyard scene, um, which, uh, is, is almost full of audio animatronics, the sound they're singing songs, and look, we don't want to get into a billion. I mean, I could talk for an hour just on haunted mansion. I don't want to do that, but just so you know, that's one of my faves. You you can't mess that one. You know. Then of course we go off. We, we get off of that ride. We we hang a left, and uh, you can go to Mickey's Philhar Magic. That's one of my faves. It's a show, uh, a 3D show. And uh, you're if you were alive in the late 90s, 2000s, or early. Um, 2010s, you are singing mm-hmm. some of the f- your favorites. Um, you know, A Whole New World, you're singing. Um,
0: Can't Wait to Be King. Oh my gosh, there's yeah.
1: so many songs that you're just singing right along and all the characters, they merge it together seamlessly mm-hmm. with Donald and, and of course Mickey. So it's one of my faves. It's actually one of my favorite attractions. And then of course you go into New Fantasyland. Um, you know, New Fantasyland is Enchanted Tales with Belle, which I really like that. Uh, particular ride. You've got Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which is a lot of fun. Uh and then of course you got like Goofy's Barnstormer and you have Dumbo Elephant, uh, which is a lot of fun. And then
0: I have to stop Rick because he skipped right over the little mermaid, which is one of my favorites. Okay.
1: <laughs> well well you're gonna have your turn in just <laughs> okay. a little bit. Okay. 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 Right? Yeah. So then I we usually go to Tomorrowland mm-hmm. and um you know, down down there you have uh, the Neutron ride, which is a lot of fun, um, although not super comfortable for adult men. Just so you know, <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. Um, it's a little it's a little tight in places. Anyway, um, and of course, Space Mountain, one of my faves. So, if you had limited amount of time, those are my highlights. I know I probably missed a couple because I'm going pretty fast. Uh, I know. Um, yes. Um, the Under the Sea ride is something that, you know, Julie would like. Oh, I know, I forgot one. The um, Monsters Inc. laugh floor. Yes. That's a show, super fun, and uh, it's very interactive, you know. So, Jules, what did I miss, and what is a definite, definite ride for people if they're just going one time?
0: Well, if you've never been there, I feel like you have to ride Dumbo in the Magic Kingdom. And one thing to know if you went like I did in the mid to late 80s and you haven't been in a long time, um, when they did New Fantasyland, it's not just one Dumbo ride. There's two within the one attraction. So that cuts down on wait time, which is kind of cool. So um, I feel like you have to do Dumbo. But I will give a shout out to something that would be a lesser ride, lesser known ride. It's the Astro Orbiter over in Tomorrowland. And it's Dumbo-esque as far as it rotating round and round. But it's little spaceships, little spaceships. And I think it has a cool view. Yeah. like Because you're up so high. And a lot of times we would just walk right past that, but on a trip maybe a year or two years ago, I was with Lawson, and he and I just, you know, kind of explored a little bit, and we ended up there, and I'm thinking of all my times in Disney, I've never been on this, at least that I could recall, and yeah, it's, I would say Dumbo-esque, but um, a lot less wait time, and it has a cool view of the park from that side, so I threw that in there. I also enjoy Monsters, um, Inc. Laugh Floor, I think that's cool. Um, I like that they pick on people. I think that's really fun. Um, what's it called? That guy or yeah. 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 And Rick has been that guy before, which is kind of cool. I don't know. I think Philharmagic's definitely a standout that to me, that's one of the very, very best. And, uh, if you have a young kid and want to get their haircut at a main street barbershop, that's something we've done with our son. So pointing that out, um, There's, well, I'm sure we'll get into food and snacks and all that later. But yeah, those are the top things that I have that, and of course, riding the Little Mermaid ride. And I also like Enchanted Tales with Belle and pretty much all of the new fantasy land. I think that's one of the best parts of the park.
1: Yeah. So if you have little ones, um, you know, you could always do the magic carpets of Aladdin and it's kind of like Dumbo only Mm -hmm. you ride in the carpets and you can go up and down and control all that stuff. Um, also, the People Mover is very popular because, it, again, it's a long ride. You can sit down and you can see, you can go through the the parks. It's all shaded. Um, that is really popular amongst, I guess, millennials because, mm-hmm. I don't know, they, they do all their selfies there and, and all that kind of good stuff as well. I, I enjoy that. The Jungle Cruise is also another one that we usually skip, but a lot of people like it. I think if you go for the very first time, you know, you got to do the Jungle Cruise. And that's over in Adventureland. Um, and again, it's one you sit on, you go through, they have autumn audio animatronic like elephants and, you know, they tell like corny jokes and it's, it's cute. Um, it's just usually like an hour wait. And, uh, once you've done it, I think people love it or they don't. So we normally skip that one and we normally skip Peter Pan's flight. It's good, um, for little ones. It's good for nostalgia, but, um, the line is just always so long. So again, and I approach this of like, okay, you, you only have a mm-hmm. limited amount of time. So Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin is a good ride mm-hmm. um, because you you get in these little cars and you have this like blaster and you're shooting uh, Emperor Zergs Zs that are everywhere and you're trying to get points. It's just if you only have a limited amount of time and that, that ride is or attraction is like 60 minutes, it's one you might want to, you know, it, it doesn't... It, it's not It's
0: not going to wow you. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: fun, but it it's like, you know, it's no Haunted Mansion. It's no Pirates. You know, it's no, <laughs> if you're a thrill seeker, um, you know, it's no Space Mountain. So I think if you're talking about one attraction, mm-hmm. if you only could pick one, that is the quintessential Disney experience, um, what would that be, Julie? What do you think in, Magic, in Kingdom, Magic Kingdom? The one ride that says this is Disney, What what is it?
0: I think for nostalgia, my brain goes to Space Mountain, but I don't like Space Mountain because I get motion sickness and that ride doesn't sit well with me. I would probably say Thunder Mountain Railroad, maybe. Maybe mm. that one. Um, because, again, it's a good view of the park. You can see the castle well. Um, I don't know. I'd probably go with one of the ones that's been more established. As much as I enjoy Philhar Magic and I love kind of the new area, of um, new Fantasyland with Little Mermaid and Belle and all the classics I grew up with, I feel like Space Mountain probably. Yeah, that's yeah. good.
1: I, I'm I'm gonna go Haunted Mansion and I and I'll tell you why because the queue for that ride, which is the queue if you don't know, that's where you wait. Okay, um, it's it's just the visuals of um, the mansion when you walk up there, the sounds, the cast members that work there, they're all like somber and they're all. Like almost like they're walking dead, I don't know mm-hmm. how else to say it, um, in a in a playful way. And the cue is unmatched, um, in, in anything that you're gonna experience there. And then of course you go into the the stretching room, um, and it tells the story right from the beginning. So before you even get on the the, the doom buggy, I say that in air quotes because that's what the the ride vehicle is, you are already totally immersed into this ghosts and what's going to happen and that kind of thing and i think it is a um an elevated storytelling experience because when you get off you're not saying oh my gosh look how bloody that person was because it it wasn't it's not that it's a whimsical it's a disney a disneyfied um way to connect with you in a in a potentially scary situation you know you're going to take little kids on there and that kind of thing i know for a while we didn't take our kids on it. Cause we were afraid it was going to give them nightmares. We didn't want to give them nightmares on vacation. But then after a while, it's like, these people are singing. The The ghosts are singing. <laughs> and although in, in, in real life, people do come and drop their ashes, um, of real life people into the haunted mansion oh, wow. because that's their final, final resting place. At least, you know, anyway, um, <laughs> that, that's, that's a real thing. Uh, in fact, they even have a special code for that when they, when they find it. So how about that? Anyway, um, so it's, it's uh, yeah, I think if there's going to be one ride that says Disney, Haunted Mansion is it. Hmm.
0: For Magic Kingdom For Magic Kingdom, okay. yeah.
1: Okay, let's talk about food. Okay. okay. Because that's what we do here in the podcast. Y- food, food, Julie.
0: So food and Magic it. Kingdom. That is my category. Well, hello, you have to stop at the, is it called the Confectionery, Rick? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I have to check with my expert to make sure I have it right. You got to stop in there and you must underscore must unless you have an allergy to it get a rice Krispie treat mickey head they're my favorite mm-hmm. i prefer the ones without the coating chocolate i just like a plain one in the shape of a mickey head those are my fave um i'm gonna let you say the other uh, the the cold treat that you like um I'm, i like churros i'm a fan of them i could do a churro there's churro stands all throughout pretty much most of walt disney world but I do like a churro. I skip the popcorn. I don't need to do that, like the cart popcorn. But I do like the prepackaged in the confectionery um, kettle corn, and they within the last couple of years added the churro in the clear bags next to the kettle corn and the cheese and cheddar, all the different flavors. Churro popcorn is delicious. So shout out to that. I also like the um, pretty much anything in the confectionery. I'm I'm a fan of. I mean. Rick likes the, don't they do the Oreos there, right? Yeah. Yeah, the coated Oreos. I Ooh, mean, baby. they do cute little things that are in the shape of different characters and things like that. So I definitely think you need to visit there. You need to stop in. Our kids like the rock candy there. It's not a trip to Disney unless they get rock candy on a stick and um, the goofy gummies. Like they love that kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Badger Kingdom, um, I have a handful of food tips for you. Uh, you've got to get a Dole Whip. Okay, you probably have heard of these if you're a minor Disney fan. If you're a huge Disney fan, you know all about the Dole Whips. It's over in Adventureland. It's actually by the Flying Carpets. They just moved it a couple years ago. And it is a pineapple soft-serve treat. It is delicious. You can get it in float form. You can get it mixed with um, vanilla ice cream or strawberry ice cream, I believe, or raspberry ice cream. They've, they're, they've elevated their Dole Whip. Um, experiences here lately. I also like the spring rolls um when you're coming into Adventureland. The last time I had a cheeseburger spring roll, which I don't even like cheeseburgers, <laughs> and the sauce that you dipped it in, I could have I was like drink I was licking the thing when I was <laughs> done. So that'll change your day. Um and of course, um the mac and cheese at the fryer Nook, Friars Nook is um is pretty good. Also over by um Enchanted Tales with Belle, you can go in to see Gaston's Tavern, and in there they have LeFo's Brew, which is, I think it's like an apple cider mm-hmm. kind of, uh, again, it's like an ice creamy Frothy. kind of yeah. treat. And, man, that thing is good. They have giant cinnamon buns in there, too, that are really delish. So, yeah, food. Oh my, oh, my goodness, food.
0: And when we have time to go to lunch, if we're eating in Magic Kingdom, we usually go to Cosmic Rays yeah, for lunch. it's a lot of fun. I especially enjoy the air condition in that space on a nice hot day. There's nothing yes. like some, some AC and cosmic rays. I do also like to cut through there cause it's rather long. Um, you know, just save you a couple steps and you get to stay indoor. There's a nice water bottle refill in there as well. um, Something else just to point out for lunch or places to eat. I think we also like to go to the Harbor House, which isn't too far from the Haunted Mansion. That's
1: right. Columbia Harbor House. Yes. Right outside. And if you go upstairs to the second floor, um, you can wander around up there. There are little nooks and crannies in there where it is AC. Mm -hmm. It's quiet. And also... Not a lot of people taking their strollers to the second floor. So, yep. So there's not a lot of
0: kids. Not too up many there. screamers, not too yes. many meltdowns that time of day. Yes. And I like their shrimp there. I just thought I'd mention that.
1: I like that. I like their shrimp. So Jules, um, tip, what's your best tip in the magic kingdom park? One, you can only give one. What would it be?
0: Hmm. Just take lots of photos. That's good. Because out of all the parks, it's the most nostalgic. It's, the probably the most photographed. I don't know that for sure. But yeah, take lots of photos and like I said, stick with the candidates, guys. Everyone has the one of everyone looking towards the camera and the castle's behind you. And a lot of times depending on when you're there, the sun could be straight in your eyes. So just a photo tip, guys, think about other angles. You don't have to be on Main Street to get the castle behind you. And when a Disney photographer forces you to stand there and take your picture because that's what you do, that's fine. Smile and grin and bear it. But also remember you have other angles. You can be on the side over by um, where the funnel cakes are. What's that side called? Like Liberty Square Mm -hmm. maybe? you proud of me? Um, Yeah, like over that way where they do the the caricature or like the drawings and the silhouettes and all Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, parasols. When I was a kid, I will tell you my – Only memory that I very, very, very vividly remember in Magic Kingdom is the parasols that you can buy like over to the left there in Liberty Square. Yeah, my sister had one of those. Yeah, that was a big thing. I had a pink one and my cousin had a purple one and that was huge. So yeah, um, take lots of photos would be my number one thing. If you're going to sacrifice time to take photos in any of the parks, that one, especially walking down Main Street, um, especially if you have young kids, you know, don't force them. Try to, try to, you know, if you happen to have a, you know, a partner who's with them or a grandma or somebody, um, you know, hang back, take photos, be smart and just try your best to take it all in. And there's so much pressure, especially as a mom on making Disney, like, you know, as best as you can and all of that. Um, I have to sneak in one last thing. Bring outside treats in your bag. That means granola bars, fruit roll-ups, whatever it takes um, cause you know, your kids and you also know yourself, you, I mean, for me, I, I need a snack. Like I can't just do that and make sure you have your water bottles and rehydrate and all that. It's super important. So sunscreen, snacks, water, top things. That's a lot of tips. Sorry. Well guys, be prepared.
1: So my, my tip is a very general tip and it is space out your eating with the convenience of sitting. And what I mean is that if you're going to do the biggest attractions, you're going to wait in line. Okay. Now we're going to talk about lightning lanes and stuff like that later um, when we get to the Q and A questions. But I would just say that you can't do you can't do all standing in line queues all at once mm-hmm. because That's good. people are their legs are not going to hold up. Yeah. They're just not. So do your research before you go, and realize w- which attractions you're sitting. Like Monsters, um, Inc. Laugh Floor, that is like a twelve-minute show. You know, uh, eight to twelve. I'm not a hundred percent sure mm-hmm. exactly how long, but you're sitting for that long, which is really good, as opposed to Peter Pan, where you're standing for an hour and you're sitting for maybe two. Th- you know, yeah. two minutes. Yeah. So you just stood for an hour, you sit for two, and then you're going to go get in another line um, and stand and, and wait, that kind of thing. So, you know, maximize your sitting time with your standing time so your legs aren't done by the end of the day because Disney is like an animal um, down there. And, and if it's hot and you're only there for a couple days and you're trying to cram everything in, you, you're you going to have meltdowns with the, with the kids. So if you can be a little more systematic where, okay, where are your treats going to be and also eating in line is okay um you know a lot of times they'll make you you know throw out your you know drinks and that kind of thing if they're open when you get on the attraction but again if you have water bottles or resealables you can take those with you uh, and you won't have to throw them out but uh yeah yeah hydrate like julie said and just plan out you're standing and sitting because, believe me, I go. I could go all day. I can stand. I can stand in line. My legs are fine because I'm used to it in my mm-hmm. my job. I stand a lot, so I'm not. I'm. I, I it's don't not get a big tired deal for you. Yeah. But when I take people, and I'm excited, so mm-hmm. I just I like to go. Let's go, 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 go. And but the people that I go with, they can't. Whether they're little humans or or not, yeah, not or somebody else. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right side. Of the- that may not be. Um, not sta- I don't care how great
0: the ride is. I'm not standing there for any more than one hour, and even that's a stretch. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yes. Not well, doing it. Yes. Yeah. I'm. I'm a little different over here. <laughs> okay. So I. I like. I like the. I think we've summated the magic yeah, Kingdom. Yeah. That's
0: it. Boy. I mean, seriously, guys. Rick can talk about this for a very long time.
1: I'm trying to like condense. He's things. really condensing.
0: Okay. And I will say that was a really pro tip of you to to say thinking about rationing out your standing and sitting time. That was a really smart approach and I think perfect advice. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. That was good.
1: All right. So we're going to move on now to, um, I think we're going to move on to Hollywood Studios. Studios.
0: We're skipping out of order of how they were, um, you know, came to fruition. So if you're not familiar, the um, Hollywood Studios area, which when it originally opened was actually called MGM. That's right. And MGM, which now Hollywood Studios, opened on May 1st of 1989. So 89 is when it opened. If you listen very, very closely, you heard me mentioned I visited the park as a kid in 86 and 89. When we visited in 89, when I was a kid, it was still being finalized. Oh, so, so you missed it. I missed it and I didn't, ever see it until i met you so when i was a kid i did um, magic kingdom and epcot so yeah hollywood studios what it's known as now is actually my least favorite um out of the four hey we're we're gonna give it real it's my least favorite for i think teenagers and preteens it might be their most favorite because it probably has more of the um I mean, of course, there's Star Wars in there now and, and Toy Story Land and all that. So there are it has improved over time with the variety of things. But to me, it always fell a little flat um,
1: with younger kids. with
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just you're kind of like, OK, what are we going to do now? You just but I will say I do have some good memories there. Um, there are some tips I have with little kids and things that I do enjoy about Hollywood Studios. But just know that um it was the third park in what we know as Walt Disney World Florida and uh yeah we'll dive into a little bit and I think Rick's good with the if you have a limited amount of time what are kind of the must see so Rick when you're driving the ship on that what would you say
1: yes so um it's so it's so tricky because this park is one where there's a lot of action and movement okay there's not a ton of shows so um I could see where why Julie is not necessarily a huge fan because she does get motion sickness. Mm-hmm. So you know 90% of what I'm about to say involves a lot of movement. But uh yeah, usually when we when we go uh you know there's there's a handful of things that that I like to do first. Um but when when you go you you're walking up and you have you have the Man's Chinese Theater right in front of you. So that's a really good picture spot. And once you take the um obligatory Photo, photo sure. family photo. Mm-hmm. Then you know it's off to the races. So I uh, always like to try to do the the attractions with the longest waits first. Um, and I would say that in order to really sort of get the the experience, I would head to the Tower of Terror first. So the Hollywood Tower of Terror is up Sunset Boulevard. You you go into the park, you make a right, and you're gonna go there. The Tower of Terror is. Like, um, it's, uh, an old Alfred Hitchcock, uh, inspired ride where, you know, it was 19, you know, in the thirties and lightning struck the tower and caused the elevators to go wacky. So there's pretty neat effects in that particular ride. And it's an elevator that not only goes up and down, but it actually comes out of the quote unquote shaft, um, and goes forward. And the ride sequences, they're all at random. It's its a blast. It's also neat to do at night. So um, it's extra sort of spooky, just like the Haunted Mansion, I guess, in Magic Kingdom.
0: You know, I was doing a family session earlier this summer, and it's a couple whose wedding we did and did the engagement photos. And I did not realize till this year they got engaged on that ride.
1: Yeah, it's on pretty, Hall- pretty isn't that neat. Cole? Yeah, their stories really. Yeah. It's pretty impressive actually. So
0: guys, if you're looking for spots, don't (laughs) just know there's plenty. You can think outside the box a little. I think that that's, I mean, these, these guys are Disney, huge Disney fans. And so, yeah, that was cool.
1: Yeah. That, that interesting story is the gentleman who proposed, he doesn't like, I don't rides. think he likes that one. No, no he, yeah. he doesn't. It makes him sick. It's his wife's favorite. Though. Yeah, but it's yeah. his wife's favorite. Yeah. So how about that? Yeah. yeah See, job. that's
0: a great way to kick off a marriage. Way Good to go, job. Roy.
1: Good job, Roy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, so while you're over there, you know, I think you have to do the rock and roller coaster. That's an indoor roller coaster, at least at this point, um, centered around the band Aerosmith. So a lot of fun. Also, if you do single rider, um, you can get on a lot faster. Good tip. Yeah. Pro tip. Anyway, um, so uh, they've added a lot of new stuff mm-hmm. um, there mm-hmm. um, to that particular park, but I think the biggest thing they've added is Star Wars Land, and um, it's actually the Black Spire Outpost is what the name of the land is. So it is a place in the Star Wars universe, uh, and it is it is probably the most immersive area of you know movie magic I think I've ever I've ever seen um every detail in that particular spot if you're a star wars fan is i mean it's flawless um and if you are not a big fan of star wars you will you will appreciate the droids and the the little areas in the shopping area and you know the, the restaurants and things like that if you're a big star wars like if you're in it man and you know the blasters and the X-wings and, you know, the lightsabers and stuff, you're going to, you could spend all day there. You'll melt. I am, I'm a casual fan. I mean, I, I'm probably on a scale of one to 10. I'm like a, maybe a five. So I really appreciate this stuff. But uh, I mean, I have a friend of mine that can read like the Star Wars language. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. called Arabesh is the name of the language. That what's is what makes me a five because I know that kind of stuff. Um, and he can actually read it, which is crazy. He's like, like a 10. He's a ten, yeah. yeah. So he knows all that stuff. He dresses up, and he has the, you know, the garb and the his lightsaber. But you can make lightsabers, you can make droids. There's a lot of stuff to do there. But the biggest attraction um, is the Rise of the Resistance, which I think that culminates. And again, I don't want to skip ahead, but if there's one ride that says Disney in that particular park, in my opinion, it's going to be that particular ride. It's going to be Rise of the Resistance. I'll come back and talk about that in a little bit but uh there's also another ride over there called um smugglers run which is centered around uh delivery delivering coaxium uh on the uh, millennium falcon again that's a uh, i'm a little star wars it heavy Rick's there it's a five i'm a one okay all right there. so yep. it's a okay it's a ride where you pilot the millennium falcon so um so anyway uh, a couple other ones if you keep going through that particular land you'll get to toy story land and that's where they have Slinky Dog Dash which is an outdoor roller coaster super fun super family friendly um also Toy Story Mania which is one of my favorites mm-hmm. um and i think um i would say Star Tours uh, which is one of my favorites again that is uh it's a like um a simulator, simulator where you get mm-hmm. in and uh it's 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 pretty cool there's one other ride that i have to mention that is sure. it's an older ride it is Man, it's it's needs a little bit of love, but it's Muppet Vision 3D. So as a as a kid, I was a big Muppet fan, and it's a show. It's a 3D show, and they've got all of the uh, characters. It's super fun, and uh, it's also a long show for AC, which mm-hmm. very helps.
0: Very and it's helps. a salute to all nations, but, but mostly, mostly America. America. That's yes, right. Yes, that's right. You must know that.
1: So Jules, where are you at? I, I covered a lot there. We what did.
0: Do you did. I'm going to bring in a little bit more of the mother of young children tips okay so these are some of my favorite things to do in Hollywood studios even to this day and our youngest is nine um Toy Story Land is more recent but I I guess we'll circle around but yeah Toy Story Mania is to me like the must do there I like the little character Disney Junior type area that is beyond the voyage of the little mermaid attraction which i hear isn't open right now um but back there back in that area there's like a meet and greet and i'm not sure who's there these days maybe i don't know if they do bluey or who's more current but when our daughter was younger they had like fancy nancy and vampirina and out of all of the Disney parks, it's the only park you can go to, to my knowledge, and meet like a Disney Junior character, yeah, like yeah. Doc McStuffins. And, you know, that was always a big deal because when you're a mom of a toddler or a preschooler, you live, eat, and breathe the Disney Junior Channel. So, yeah. to me, that area was always so cool because you felt like you were in Vampirina's bedroom or, you know, it was it was re- or when Lawson was little, Jake and the Neverland Pirates. I mean, these were all things that you love so i enjoy that little disney meet and greet area with the characters along with that and i know we'll probably talk about food my guess would be but i think it's um it's closer to is it called like hollywood and vine like the character area where you ha- get to have the meal with the disney characters it's yeah. not too far from the brown derby like yeah. out that way yeah so if you have littles that love disney junior hollywood studios is a good park for you when it comes to that um Yeah. So both for the dining experience and to meet and just like feel like you're in their bedroom or, you know, the character's house or whatever it is. It's kind of cool. I personally love the Voyage of the Little Mermaid attraction, even though it's not operating right now. I think the exterior is still up and I love it. I will tell you, I can remember that that was Dylan's first experience as a baby, Um, there, that was the first place we took her to when we went into Hollywood studios and I can remember her. I can tell you that she had on hot pink hat. I mean, I can see that in my mind's eye and because I love the little mermaid and it is such a cool, powerful story. Um, I enjoy going in there and it's like a long show and it's nice free AC and the bubbles are coming in and it's, it's great. So I do enjoy that. Um, frozen along. Yeah. I, I, is that still there? Okay. Um,
1: I don't know, but okay. it's it's a show and it's...
0: Yeah, I like the Frozen sing-along. Good. It's I, good. I want to say it used to be like the American Idol experience at one point or something yeah. like that. I love stuff like that where it's engaged with the audience and as a adult, you can sing. And, you know, part of Disney is reliving your childhood right so what's more nostalgic than singing along to your favorite disney songs yeah. which is probably why i like Philharmagic magic and magic kingdom and it's why i like the frozen sing-along attraction in hollywood studios um i'm not sure if it's still there but the beauty and the beast show that is kind of near tower of terror mm-hmm. is that still there i think so okay i like that show i think that's a pretty good show if you're gonna see one the night show what's the night show called there fantastic phantasm I, I would say if you've never seen it, maybe go see it. But once you've seen it once, in my opinion, on the right side, you don't have to go back. It's it's like a lot, a lot of people. And when you leave, everyone's leaving at once. And if you're not into being very people-y, um, one time's good for you. But if you're yeah. left side, you want to go every time, maybe. I don't know. You can share your own opinion. But so, you know, Hollywood Studios, while it has a lot of thrill rides and on the surface you're like okay it has rock and roller coaster and tower of terror and these big 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 you know expansive rides that aren't super little kid friendly there are hidden gems like these disney junior experiences and the sing-alongs and things like that so just know that while it it comes across as the surface of being flashy and star wars land and all that just remember it does have some young child like super young child friendly things for disney jr and those experiences and of course the new toy story land is pretty cool
1: yeah i i really like um mickey and minnie's runaway railroad i love that that particular ride um and i think that that would be a close second if you were gonna say what is disney like if you were gonna just do one ride Mm -hmm. what would explain what disney is in this particular park uh, i think that's an that's also one so it's basically the premises that you know goofy's taken over um, you know he's riding a train or driving the train and the train goes off the track and there's so many different scenes and vignettes where they uh, merge like 3d technology that you don't have to wear glasses to see which is Pretty neat. There's you know songs and there's singing and there's whimsy and depending on what part of the train you're you're in really dictates what you see and how you long you see it. It's 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 pretty neat. Even though I don't necessarily like the new um Mickey Mouse cartoons, like how that's the set animation. up. I, yeah. I don't necessarily like that. I think the older stuff is better. But um that ride is solid. It's it's a good attraction. So I like that. But I, I do think I want to go back to what I said earlier um star wars rise of the resistance it is it's probably the greatest attraction or ride or anything that i've ever gone on in any 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 park any (laughs) anything that you will see not only because i'm a star wars fan but just because basically there are three rides in one the queue is amazing Um, basically it's, it's very, it's a, it's a little complicated of a story, but all you need to know is you're the good guys. The bad guys are trying to get you. And that's really all you need to know. If you're a big star Wars fan, you understand the resistance and you understand, you know, the fleet and Starbase and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't want to ruin it. I I could go through, but I don't, if you've never seen it, I don't want to ruin it other than do not miss that attraction do not miss it whatever you have to do to ride it and experience it you, you need to do that it's you need to because as soon as you get off you're i mean the first time lawson and i did it we were speech we didn't even know what to say to each other we it was sensory overload um to the max and we we were just looking at each other like what did we just see and i know he was young at the time and he's not a huge star wars fan but we just like, did you see this? Oh, in this part, and the guns were going, and it was, and, and the, the guy was shooting the blaster. And, did you see Kylo Ren's lightsaber? I mean, it was just over and over and over. So, I think that that or Mickey and Minnie's Runaway. What do you think is the is like what speaks Disney to you in that park? The the attraction yeah. that you just have to you got to do it.
0: For me, it would be Toy Story Mania.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. a good
0: one. That that would be the top because it's the first ride I remember being on or attraction I remember being on that was so immersive and it told the story and it had all the fun characters you knew. I would say, okay, again, don't like to wait in line, but out of all the rides, if you have to wait in line, that one catches your eye because you feel like you're a shrunken down toy in the bedroom and you see like giant Uno cards and like yo-yos and just ran Etch-a-Sketches and just random things that are delightful and, it does a really nice job of reflecting the movie through the eyes of a child. And I think it's it's just cool. It's a cool ride. I love the competitive side of that ride too. I try not to ride that ride with Rick because he does crush me pretty good on Toy Story Mania. I like to ride it with one of our kids. <laughs> and I have lost to both of them at some point. But I got pretty good at like the ring toss and the, you know, smush the pies and i like that ride and i think it is disney-esque it's very i mean granted it's 90s disney-esque but the okay so the storytelling is 90s disney-esque and nostalgic but the level of detail and the um abilities are very new age are very of the times right like it's, it's come a long way it's like wow taking an older i say older but 90s movie the first one and bringing it into like the power of, I think it was built in the late tens, right? Or, yeah, yeah. Technology. Yeah, yeah. a technique You're like twenty years later. Holy smokes! Like what you can do with telling that story. So if you had to say what one attraction is a must-have and does Disney in the most appropriate way, I'd say Toy Story Mania. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. All right,
1: I like this. I like where you're going here with this. Let's talk about food. Okay. What do you got?
0: I'm going to have to go with you because I think the only big ones I have on that one would be the character dining. Um, And I can't remember the name of it, but it's over there. I think it's Hollywood and Vine. Isn't that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Just look for the character Disney Junior dining experience there. And the only other one I had was the um, the villain style candy and stuff. I don't know what it's called, but... So as you're when you first walk in and you're walking down that street, it'd be off to the left.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah. So villain we have a daughter who's obsessed with villains. So we gotta stop there and they have like the candy apples and you know, all Mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. So I have a sweet tooth. That's probably my favorite stop besides the Disney Junior esque character dining. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so for me, because it's it's a thrill park, I gotta go with the Mickey ice cream bars, the premium Mickey ice cream bars. So basically it is a Um, a Mickey shaped ice cream bar that is vanilla on the inside and you, they dip it in like hard Mm -hmm. chocolate Chocolate. and um, it's dark chocolate, which I don't normally like dark chocolate, but for whatever reason that just goes together. It is to me, one of the best, um, you know, desserts that you can get. Uh, Also um, there are uh, some, some, I guess, caramel fruit uh, dips over by, the entrance to um, Tower of Terror. It's over by Sunset Boulevard. So those are good. They, they sell, it's fresh fruit, and you wouldn't think of that being a snack, but depending on how warm it is, that's always a good, you know, a good place to, to grab some snacks. And then, of course, over by uh, Star Tours, there's a little uh, restaurant over there that is sort of a hidden gem not a lot of people go there just because Star Wars Land. Everybody's eating Toronto Wrap. That's over again by uh, Star Wars. The 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 actual land, but Star Tours. Um, there's a restaurant over there that sells burgers and things like that. And uh, the commissary is is also a good place to eat there. Um, and then of course sit downs. You're talking about the Brown Derby restaurant, which is nice, and uh, Mama Melrose, which is one of my faves yeah. too. They used to have these flatbread, these, these mushroom flatbread mm-hmm. pizza in there. It was so good. They don't anymore. They, yeah. don't, they don't have yeah,
0: that. Yeah, if you have a chance to have dinner, I think Mama Melrose would probably be my top. Yeah. There. It's, quick. Yeah, it's, it's quick. It's good. It's good. It's Italian. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's good stuff. The atmosphere in there is it's very quaint. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Jules, top tip for this park. You can only give one. What do you think?
0: Mm. Go to Toy Story Land. That's my only tip.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Just, do you like it?
0: Yeah. That's my favorite part there. I'm not a Star Wars girl. I get that it's um, immersive. And if you speak the Star Wars language, you're in seventh heaven. Um, and I think it's important to like, see, like if you have the privilege to have the opportunity to be in Disney, I think going to Star Wars land is just like a given, like you just need to do it. Yeah. So whether you're a fan or not, I think go to Star Wars land. But if you're not a Star Wars fan and you know, you, you're a Disney movie fan. Yeah. Toy Story land is where it's at.
1: Yeah. I think my, my tip is, is I guess a little unique, um, only because if you are staying together with your family, you, you have to be prepared to wait in line. Um, so just, just know that there's a lot of attractions. A lot of people want to ride the thrill rides in this particular park. Mm -hmm. Um, so my tip would be, don't be afraid to split up. Oh, that's good. Don't be afraid to split up. So especially if you have little ones, they're not going to be able to ride rock and roller coasters. So if you're okay splitting up um, and I look, I get it. It's your family vacation, but right in the middle of the day could split up. There's nothing wrong with that, Mm -hmm. but utilize the single rider um, lines. And there are a lot of attractions that have single rider that will speed up your experience, speed up your wait time um, and Smuggler's Run is one in Star Wars land uh, that, that does uh, single rider. Also, Rock and Roller Coaster is another one that does single rider. So what it does is instead of waiting you know, 75 minutes for an attraction, you might only wait 10. Now, you're going to be riding with people you don't know.
0: But it doesn't matter when it's going 60 miles an hour. You don't don't look at the person to the left. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, you're not even, you're you're experiencing that. So if you're willing to be by yourself or in a smaller group and be willing to split up from the group, Mm -hmm. I think everybody benefits. You know, because little ones can ride, you know, Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy, which is an inside attraction. Mm -hmm. See Lightning McQueen. Right next to it is... Tower of, or Hollywood Studios, Tower of Terror, as well as Rock and Roller Coaster. So you could do both of those Mm -hmm. and still, so everybody wins. So that's my tip.
0: Um, Also, I think a tip that would be good to mention is when you have a small child who can't ride, Disney does have that swap out parent thing.
1: Yes, rider swap. Uh, Rider
0: swap. Can mm -hmm. you explain that a little bit?
1: So it's changed over the years, um, but so the, the details, again, six months from now, if you're listening to this episode from when it comes out, it could be different, but long story short, there's a way that if you take your whole family up to the front of the line Mm -hmm. and say, listen, we want to ride this attraction. They can program it on your phone or give you a pass or give you a ticket. It all depends. Um, you know what they're doing that Mm -hmm. particular week, um, where let's say there's a family three it's mom, dad, and little one. So dad can wait in line the 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 standby line all the way up and you know he waits 50 minutes to ride the the attraction and then he comes back out and gives a special pass or you can do something on your phone um to mom and mom goes through the lightning lane queue and basically doesn't have to wait as long mm-hmm. goes right up and rides rides the attraction that way there's a parent with the child and both mom and dad get to experience the the ride Um, and that was not the case when we were kids. Like Mm -hmm. you had to pick like, sorry, mom, or sorry, dad. And that's when mom would find something else or dad would find something else to do with the youngster while, you know, the thrill seeker was doing it. So that's a really nice thing that they do. And a lot of other, you know, theme parks do not do that and haven't. However, um, I was just recently at Dollywood and they've got some sort of comparable Uh, yeah Yeah. system there for that so anyway good stuff so let's do this before we wrap up let's take a few listener questions um that you know pertain to disney or something that we could answer uh relatively quickly before we wrap up this this has been a long episode we've only talked about two, two parks two parks so jules give me give me a listener question here
0: yeah so one of the uh questions i we asked lots of questions one thing dealt with um if you could change one thing about your Disney experience in a park, what would it be? And out of that came some questions or I guess topics to discuss one dealt with um, how do you better juggle the rides? Like what's some better tips of how to best juggle rides and, and approach using your time wisely.
1: So uh, I think the biggest thing is to get there early. You've got to get there what they call rope drop, which basically means if the park opens at nine, you're going to want to get there at eight 30 and you know, also know that it takes a long time to drive there, to park, to walk or take a tram to the front of the park. It, like with the Magic Kingdom, then you have to take a monorail or a ferry boat over to the, just the entrance of the park. So do your research um, and get there early, early, early. Uh, and then my, my second tip is if there's an attraction that you definitely want to ride, it's probably one that's that everybody else wants to ride as well. So there's gonna be a long wait. So that's the one that you probably want to do first. Mm-hmm. So today we're talking about Magic Kingdom. You would want to do Seven Dwarfs Mind Train. That's the one that usually has the longest ride. Or Peter Pan. Those two usually have the longest rides. Uh longest wait times, I should say. As far as Hollywood Studios, um I would say Rise of the Resistance mm-hmm. and uh, you know
0: Maybe Sleeky Dog Dash. Yeah, yeah, or
1: Toy Story Mania, those are the ones that have the longest lines. So do those first do those first the other tip is you can wait till the very end of the park or end of the night mm-hmm. and ride it at that point where it's getting ready to close the park's closing at 11 um disney's rule is as long as you're in line by the time the park closes you can ride the attraction so you can get in line at ten fifty eight. as long as you're in line you can ride it even if it takes 45 minutes to get through the queue and ride the attraction which is also really cool when you come out for really cool pictures because there is nobody on main street there's nobody in different parts of the park Mm -hmm. it feels weird it It feels like you're you know they forgot about you or (laughs) something like that or you you know what happened here but also that plays havoc with your sleep schedule too so if you're young and can stay up till like four o'clock in the morning do it um but you know,
0: if you're young with toddlers, go with that rope drop. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Rope drop. So, this, you, you know, who you're traveling with.
1: Yeah. You also can utilize lightning lanes, which I think we're going to talk about later. Yes. Um, I will save that one. Give me, give me one. What, what do you think, Jules?
0: Oh, I have nothing more to add. I okay. think your opinion is solid <laughs> sorry, on that. Sorry, That's sorry. okay. Um, I guess this is a good question. If you could visit any other Disney property, not Florida or California, where would you go and why? Um, I guess I'll go ahead and take that. If it's not Florida or California, I'd go to the one in Paris. Hmm. Yeah. And um, in Hong Kong too, isn't there like a really cool... Yeah. I think that one is probably a little bit more um, flashy, I guess might be the right word from what I've heard. I haven't researched like you. You probably know so much about even both those parks. But to me, I'd want to go to the one in Paris just because it feels... um, You know, it feels way different. It feels like you're in Europe. I mean, it's going to be way different. The one in Hong Kong, I feel like um, might feel very Florida-esque because it's going to have, um, you know, great technology and great, just, I think it's going to be on a similar scale as Walt Disney World Florida. I think it'll feel similar in that way. Just the little teeny (laughs) bit I know. But I think the one in... Um, Paris just has that kind of cool feel to it. I think it'd be more of like a, like a, I don't know. It's going to sound stereotypical, but at the fancy feel, it's going to feel a little bit more. fancy. Well, here's
1: the challenge. We have listeners both in France and in Hong Kong. So feel free listeners (laughs) to let us know uh, if, especially if you've been to the Florida parks, uh, how it stacks up because the technology, I know the pirates of the Caribbean, uh, attraction is different haunted mansion attractions are different and almost every other park they're all different and um you know in paris phantom manor looks awesome so, so
0: where would you want to go if, if you can't go like if you're not going I'd to Walt go Disney World, florida i'd go to a mall well the question was, was if, where would you go like a mall yes, i would do them, them all
1: i would do them all okay yes. do you have
0: like a top one i don't
1: i i just we just need to hit the lottery and then we're just gonna go okay yeah, to the, we would go to all so of them.
0: So a way to get you to travel outside the United States always is going to be yeah. definitely hit the Disney parks.
1: Yeah, there you go. How about that, Matt? Well,
0: we'll keep saving, honey. <laughs> okay, all right. So I think that's it for now for, uh, I guess we're going to say the first chapter. We don't know quite <laughs> yet, guys, how many chapters of Disney, but this is Disney chapter one bonus episode. Disney so,
1: unhinged. On the couch Yeah
0: and as you guys probably could tell by our tonality We are figuring this out as we go We do have notes and we do have some little things But uh, we've never done a bonus Disney episode before And it feels a little bit like we're biting off more than we can chew Because Disney is so expansive and there's so much to talk about But we wanted to give you, I mean you listener uh, Just a taste of Disney from our perspective So we hope we've done that today for you And until next time. Bye, guys. See you, guys. We'll be back with more
1: We are Rick and Julie Rando, and you've been listening to the Victory Couch podcast. You can follow the Victory Couch on Instagram, Facebook, and thevictorycouch.com. Count your lessons, your blessings, and your victories. We'll save a seat for you right here next time on the Victory Couch.